Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Field and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. Colin, out for the next three days. Uh, going to uh, everything's bigger in Texas. Right? Yeah. Got a wedding. He's got a wedding to go to. Not his wedding. (laughs) Will there ever be a Colin wedding? Hopefully. Hopefully, someday. I don't Uh, see why not. Colin's a nice guy. Good guy. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Good looking, right? (laughs) All right. uh, So he's out for the next couple of days. Maybe on Friday we'll have Dylan Bishop in in as a co-host if he decides to take off from uh, substitute teaching. But that's still be determined. We got a big show for you today. I uh, had to move some things around due to uh, what Jefferson is doing down in Charleston today on their, I guess, off day, but they're assuming they're practicing today as well. Somewhere is supposed to be joined off the top by head coach of the Cougars, Richard Lewis. We've moved that back about 10 minutes now to 1220. At 1230, we'll be joined by Musselman Appleman baseball head coach Josh Hartman. The um, Musselman begin play tonight as they take on Light Ridge out of Virginia. We'll have that game for you. 540 is the pregame. 6 p.m. is first pitch. And Nick, uh, obviously, baseball will start tonight. We'll get into that a little bit later in the segment. Then at 1245, we'll be joined by Eric Grove, head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles baseball team. Uh, They get going tomorrow. We're supposed to get going tonight at Goretti, but that game due to, I guess, field conditions up in Goretti, got to get moved to tomorrow. Uh, And then on Friday, we'll have them on TV 10 as they host Martinsburg. Uh, But uh, a big week for us here with guests. Uh, We made the announcement yesterday. We've got a uh, special guest on Friday in studio at 12.50. 15, Tyson Bajant, as he uh, is about a few weeks away uh, from two weeks from today, I believe, away from the pro day. And then uh, about a little over a month from the NFL draft, we'll have him in studio to talk uh, about what he's been doing for the last couple months and the senior bowl experience, combine experience. But that's on Friday. Uh, got you know, we got about a few minutes to just talk some stuff here. What do you want to talk about, Nick? I know you've been busy in there uh, taking up some of Collins work. Um, do we want to talk to the high school baseball season since, you know, it's right on the horizon. Yeah. And, uh, trip Tobin's preseason. Number one is the Musselman Appleman is what he told me. I mean, that makes, but it makes sense on paper sense. They do have a lot coming back. Uh, pitching staff stacked. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys that play at a high level from Hartman to, uh, Dylan Stevens. Yeah. Dylan Stevens returns. You got, uh, Trevor Bohr as well. So that's just to name a few of their big pitchers returning. Um, you know, it's a talented roster there for Musselman, but I still feel like anytime you have John Lowry at the helm, you got to at least consider Jefferson toward the top there as well, especially after the season they had. I know they lost quite a bit uh, from last year's team, and they may not be quite as good as they were a season ago, uh, but um, that program, you know, like Martinsburg football in a lot of ways, just kind of retools, doesn't really rebuild. So I'm sure they'll be toward the top again this year. Uh, Martinsburg has a, has a great program of head coach Aaron Byler. Um, 
they have a decent amount returning. We got to talk to both Jordan Camby and Landon Sifford uh, the other day. They also have Michael Lupus, Carson Buber. So, I mean, they have, like, their top five figured out. The rest of the lineup is kind of um, up in the air, but that can be good, especially early in the season when you get these non-conference games. Uh, you can kind of evaluate your team as a whole. But, um, you know, they should definitely be one of the teams that we look at toward the top of the EPAC. Overall, I think the EPAC is going to be very competitive. Washington uh, loses Stoudemire, but still has a really solid team. Cam Moore out there. Colin Reed. Colin Reed returns as well. So, I mean, they're going to be formidable. Uh, Spring Mills is kind of a question mark. They were very young last year. They lost their really the guy that kept them in most of their games that were close in the EPAC, Chase Herndon. It was always if Herndon was on the mound, you kind of thought Spring Mills had a chance. Uh, They obviously lose him, but – Still have, you know, a lot returning that was young last year, so we'll see how they develop. Uh, And Hedgesville has had a great program with head coach Eric Grove and previous coaches as well, and uh, they have some talent. Tanner Matthew, Jackson Ruess, just to name a couple of guys that come to your mind. Chase DeLauder's younger brother apparently is going to make a leap this year from what we Well, he pitched well last year, Yeah. so DeLauder returns as well. The catcher, uh-huh. Yadinel Rivera-Sosa, who was kind of a, an unknown last year, played pretty well, uh, caught pretty well last year. And, you know, you look up and down that roster, you just – for me, it's a lot of returners. I think this could be a good year for the Eagles just based upon their roster alone if they can make their roster be productive on the field. Because I look at their roster, and for the most part, I'm looking at a lot of players that I looked at last year. Yeah, they're kind of a sleeper team because they didn't quite have the season that maybe they're used to at Hedgesville a year ago. Uh, but I really, I mean, there's six teams in the EPAC, and I think all six should be pretty competitive. Maybe you give a slight edge to Musselman because of what returns. But overall, I think it's going to be a very uh, fun baseball season like we got last year. And uh, what we've kind of grown accustomed to is that EPAC baseball is probably toward the top in the state, if not the top in the state. There, there's so many kids that are going to be playing at the next level um, from around here and a lot of talent in the area, and we see that with the Berkeley Post-14 team. And, uh, you know, it's gotten to the point now where there's two Legion teams. That's how much talent is believed to be in this area. So. And potentially three. Three. There's one in the works in Jefferson County. Well, there you go. It's, I mean, and that makes sense. We have yeah. a lot of kids that can play and, and kids that deserve an opportunity to play at the next level as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be talking to the other baseball coaches as time goes by. Uh, trying this week, uh, but uh, we've got our – I don't know if we've announced this yet, but tomorrow due to the West Virginia game uh, in March Madness, they're going to be playing exactly 24 hours from now at 12:15. The first game of the day, I do believe. First game of the tournament. Yeah, first game, first well, official game of the tournament in the round of 64, which everybody knows, yeah. not the round of 68. The first four; those are some weird games. Uh, but we'll be on from 11 to 12, maybe extending it out to 12:15, depending on what we've got to talk about tomorrow. But getting into the Mountaineer broadcast on radio by 12:15. Uh, so it'll be a special airtime for the show tomorrow. We're going to see if maybe I can get a coach or two if they're available on. Uh, and then next week, uh, hopefully we'll have the two other coaches. But I remember last year was hard to uh, 
get Washington's coach JT DeSarna just because of his job as the uh, school resource officer at Washington High School. But we're going to try to get him on. Uh, and then we'll talk some softball next week as well. Our first softball game is next week, I believe. Yeah. Next uh, Thursday, I think. I think so as well. Yeah. So. Uh, but a lot coming up and uh, a little shorthanded this week with Colin gone. Uh, but uh, it's kind of before we talk to head coach Richard Lewis here in about five minutes, four minutes, let's just kind of go through a little bit of the box score from yesterday's state tournament game where Jefferson was able to get the win and move on to the semifinal round. They won 52-47 over George Washington, and they were led by Will Shively, who uh, hit the team's first nine points of the game. They were up 9-2 because of his three threes. He finished with 17 points. Jamari Jenkins, 14 points. Jaden Gladney with 12. Uh, but the, the big the big point about the, yesterday's game for the Cougars uh, was their shooting. You know that was a concern for head coach Richard Lewis. They went to practice at Shepherd on on a Saturday and uh, shot pretty darn well forty nearly or forty one and a half percent from the field, nearly forty three percent from beyond the arc, and nine of twelve from the charity stripe. So that's the story was their shooting yesterday. Yeah, and despite the uh, EPAC struggles in the regular season outside of the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, both teams represented really well yesterday, and we could have saw two upsets uh, with Jefferson and Hedgesville. Hedgesville had a chance to win as well, but uh, Jefferson does get the win, and congrats to Coach Lewis and the Cougars. And it seems like that strategy that he talked about on our show uh, before they made the run down there worked, and they shot the ball well. And, and like we said, you know, if Jefferson's shooting well, they're pretty tough to beat. Um, the thing is, though, they kind of rely so much on the three and rely on their offense quite a bit that um, sometimes that hurts them because they don't have you know a true post presence or anything like that. So they are a team that lives and dies by the three-pointer, uh, which can have the effect it had yesterday, which allowed them to get a big lead uh, and kind of hold on to things as as the game went on. Uh, but, you know, really good win over – great team in GW with a really good player leading the way in Ben Nichols. So you got to be excited about the Cougars, see if they can keep this run going. Yeah, we'll talk with head coach Richard Lewis after this break, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more again. Head coach of the Cougars, Richard Lewis, on the other side of this two-minute break. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, finance from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. We're talking with Martinsburg CPA Ken Apple. Ken, should I concentrate on paying as little taxes as possible this year? Well, Rob, I want to pay the least taxes possible over my lifetime, and that might mean paying a little more taxes today than I'm legally required to by making a contribution to a Roth IRA, for example, instead of a traditional IRA. Because if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket down the road, it not only affects my taxes, but could affect how much I pay for my Medicare insurance. Ken, how do we reach you for more information? You can reach me at 304-263-1100. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. At the Berkeley County Health Auto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Nick, happy to have you with us. Calling on vacation for the next few days. We're now joined on the phone by the head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. Coach Lewis, you guys able to get that win yesterday. Uh, by technicality, it's an upset win, 52-47. Uh, they beat you earlier in the season, but a strong shooting day from your team yesterday was a story. Yeah, Will Shabley came out um, and hit the first three uh, three pointers with three for three in the first quarter. Um, and I thought that set the tone for the game. Um, he did what I was hoping would happen. Um, like I told you guys last week, um, we've seen on the Eastern Panhandle, but they hadn't seen it in Charleston. So I thought we came out and shot the ball like we're capable of, and he had a game in a spurt like you've seen against Martinsburg, against a Musselman. So I think that was the key, um, setting the tone early, hitting some shots, kind of getting that monkey off our back and shooting in Charleston. Coach, you mentioned the the start for Will Shively, but he also gets in foul trouble. So uh, how were you able to pick him up and uh, the other guys step up uh, toward the end of the game there? Yeah, we knew um, we knew it might be an issue um, with him guarding the, you know, Ben Nickel, 6'7", Ohio University commit. Um, but we wanted to make sure he took that challenge. And I, I told him, I said, we got to go old school basketball, best player on best player. So uh, him and Jamari captured those challenges, and we knew that was an issue that you know might arise during the game. So I thought Moses Talley and Ty Vickers came off the bench and gave us some quality minutes, um, you know, whether it be offense or defensively. I thought those minutes were valuable, especially down the stretch. And coach, going back through the stat sheets, uh, you guys were able to get five more points off turnovers than George Washington was. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, you probably don't think much about that. But the difference in the game was five points. Uh, that kind of stuck out to me on the stat sheet. Do you think that uh, that was something that helped you guys get the win yesterday? Yeah, I thought that was a key. Uh, we didn't really press um, much. You guys saw the game. Uh, we didn't really play, you know, like, like some of the normal Jefferson um, pressing style, but I thought we still caused enough turnovers, um, especially when we did press the one time and got some points off turnovers. I thought that was a difference. And also um, limiting their three-point shooting ability um, because the last several games and the last time we played them, I thought they shot the ball really well from the outside at about 45% from three. 
making a little over 10, 10 a game. So I thought that was the key as well. Coach, your next game will be uh, against Parkersburg South on Thursday, a team that you played in the state tournament a year ago. Uh, and it was a close game that you guys were able to win. Um, what stands out to you about this year's Park South team? Same, same team. Um, I watched the Hedgeville game. Um, they, they like to press um, similar to how we do. They like to play up-tempo. Uh, we kind of mirror each other a little bit. They shoot the three pretty well. Um, they drive the ball to the basket a lot. Um, they went to the line 36 times against Hedgeville yesterday. So they're a real aggressive um, downhill team. Um, so the style of play and the pace helps their guards um, get to the basket. So those are the keys, like um, Cyrus Traw, who had 30 points against us last year in the state semifinal. Um, I think he had a good game as well. Um, him and number zero, um, they like to get downhill. So we got to limit um, their uh, paint touches a lot tomorrow. Um, so that's kind of the keys, I think, to the game. Um, it's limiting their guard play. Their guard play is really good, just like ours is. And, Coach, a little bit more about that matchup. Obviously, you played them last year. They were the team to knock you out and end your undefeated season. Do you think that puts a chip on your team's shoulder? Yeah, I mean, you know, being a seventh seed, that started with the chip. Um, you know, coming down here, being ranked seventh, playing number two team in the state, GW, um, you know, and, that, and and also the home team. So, you know, Park South is an hour away from here. GW's around the corner. So, you know, every game – um, we're going to have a chip on our shoulder, um, especially with Park South, because that's the game I thought last year, you know, prevented us from going to the state championship game. So we're back in the same situation again. Um, and it's becoming a little rivalry. I told them yesterday uh, we played them in a fall tournament um, over at Loudoun in October. And, of course, you know, football players weren't there. So you, you had your, your only basketball-only players. But we had played them over there, um, had a little success against them. So it's a rivalry um, starting to brew. Um, they're going to come here next year, Jefferson, players. So uh, we're starting to get a little rivalry with Parker Burks out. So I'm looking forward to the game. Coach, uh, you mentioned seeing the game that they played against Hedgesville. Uh, and overall, you know, Hedgesville had a chance to win that game. You guys uh, do go down there and win. Um, do you feel like the EPAC maybe has earned a little bit more respect with this tournament run, or is that still – you know, you got a lot to prove, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely um, with us winning as a seven, that might, you know, bring some eyes a little bit more um, to the Eastern Panhandle. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk to me after the game. It's like, you know, her head will beat you all twice. Um, you know, Spring Mills is pretty tough. So, you know, they don't get to see us play much. So it's kind of one of those things where we got maybe one or two sports writers, um, and then, you know, down there is probably like six or seven. So you get to see those teams play a lot more. Um, and then us going down there in in February didn't help matters because we didn't play uh, really well. So I kind of I get why, you know, the Eastern Panhandle doesn't get a lot of respect sometimes because we when we do travel that way, uh, we, we, we have limited success. Um, and there's a reason for that sometimes. But I think uh, with us coming down here in Martinsburg over the years, Winning, it's kind of one of the things you got to win um, when you come down here. Uh, once that trend starts, I think Martinsburg was the only one that get a one seed before in Washington at one time. So he's got to come down here and win. Um, and then tomorrow night, if we I mean, tomorrow morning, if we win tomorrow, that'll definitely help. You know, put some respect on Eastern Panthers' name. And coach, you guys have technically the day off today. Did you get a practice in? Are you doing anything fun this afternoon? 
Yeah, we're practicing right now. Actually, uh, I took a little time off to uh, talk to you guys. Um, we're getting a we're getting a light light practice in. Uh, we're gonna we got another hour probably left um, in practice, but we're gonna definitely um, go over some things, um, get the guys shooting. We don't want to lose our touch, so we're definitely getting the practice in, and then um, a little bit of film later on this evening before dinner, and then let them go watch the games at the Civic Center, kind of enjoy the atmosphere um, down here. All right, Coach, thanks for the time. You guys play tomorrow at 11.15. Hopefully we're talking on Friday about heading into the championship game. That's the plan. I appreciate it, guys. Yep, good luck tomorrow. Thanks for the time. That was head coach Richard Lewis for the Jefferson Cougars. And, uh, Nick, it's not an easy task for them, but it's one they're up to, definitely. Yeah, I had misspoke there, so I want to apologize for that, saying that they beat Parkersburg South, they beat Cabell Midland, then they yeah. fell to Parkersburg South. But, um what I was going to say was, I mean, yeah, this is a, it is a tough matchup, but it's a team that obviously you can compete against. Um, you competed with Hedgesville. Hedgesville competed with them. So, you know, Jefferson's playing with, I think, a trip on their shoulder, like Coach had mentioned. Uh, if they shoot the ball well and, you know, come out and keep that momentum going, I think they have a chance to knock off Park South as well. Uh, you know, you've taken care of one of the – favorites already so you should be pretty confident if you're jefferson and you know park south relied on making or heading to the line 37 times to beat hedgesville so if you can play defense without fouling keep your guys on the floor um that'll be huge but you know this is a team that's definitely has the talent and continues to i think impress throughout the season even though they've had some tough losses this year but i think overall the tougher schedule having those losses playing teams like gw in the regular season has prepared jefferson for this potential run um and they uh it will be a tough matchup it should be a close game um but they definitely have a good chance i think of coming out of that one and getting another win uh can you go farther than that can you knock off a morgantown team you know that's a whole different animal maybe if you're if you're hot like they would be, I mean beating number three, number two, but yeah, I mean they they did play them earlier in the season, and they did fall by thirty. But you know they also fell by thirty the last time they played George Washington, yeah, so, or nearly thirty. It was twenty five, I believe. And when you know the team that you were at that point in the year and the team that you are now has completely changed. Yep. All right. Well, we have to hit the break. We've got another guest coming up. That is head coach of. The Muscleman Appleman baseball team, Josh Hartman. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer, at 360 Aquilus away in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. Back in two minutes with the head coach of the Muscleman Appleman baseball team. Today is gonna be the- Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Nick hanging out with you, calling on vacation. And we'll now welcome to the program the head coach for the Musselman Appleman baseball team, head coach Josh Hartman. And coach, how are you doing today? Ah, couldn't be better. Opening day is like Christmas morning for me and these kids. I'm excited about today. I bet Light Ridge coming to Inwood will be there for the game. First pitch at 6 p.m. Um, coming back this year, your team's got a was talking to Trip Tobin earlier in the week, and he thinks this is the EPAC preseason number one. Uh, but you guys return a lot of your pitching staff and a lot of your position players. Yeah, thanks, Trip. That's a big target on my back. I hope we can live <laughs> up to those expectations. Yeah, but we do. We have a, a good returning nucleus, um, great senior class, great junior class, and uh we haven't done anything yet, so uh, hopefully uh, today we can start out and play well and hopefully get that first W of the season. Coach, of those guys uh, returning, who has <clears throat> stood out to you as some leaders for this year's team? Uh, definitely, if I got to start with like three of my top seniors there. Um, Dylan Stevens, obviously, uh, just his presence alone, is, is, is his leadership that he brings, is his mound presence, um, his leadership that he has on, in the clubhouse and on the field. Um, Baden's another one, same thing. You can say the exact same words with him. Uh, just mountain presence, leadership on the field as well. And they're just great teammates and probably even better now that everybody's really good friends with each other. And Coach, a tough way to end the season last year, falling in the sectionals to Martinsburg. Uh, but obviously with all those players coming back, it's got to be a chip on their shoulders for this season. I mean, every year you come in with, with – with high expectations and you set goals every single year and um our goals this year have been no different than any goals we've had any other years i mean we want to come out and uh try to do our best every single game and hopefully give us a, a chance and opportunity to be where we need to be at the end of the year and hopefully make a run through uh through sectionals and have an opportunity to do that 
Coach, has there been anybody that has uh, surprised you with how they've, uh, I guess, started this season compared to maybe how they ended last season or whatever the case may be? I'm really impressed with uh, Trevor Bore hitting right now. He uh, didn't hit the best last year, but uh, he's looked very well in the, in the cages and scrimmages and pretty much every single time we've had in a bat with him, he's looked well. So Trevor's, I've always known Trevor can pitch, but if his hitting is, is where it needs to be or where it's at right now, we'll be he'll be all right. We saw that from Trevor during the uh, Berkeley post-14 season. He seemed to find his uh, bat. So uh, for him, you know, a guy that not only pitches well, like you said, but can hopefully add some offense to his game, how big do you think that will be for your team? Uh, anytime you can put a lineup out there, if you can hit one through nine, you, I like my chances. And right now I think I'm about Trevor probably third in the lineup tonight. So we'll see what he does when he's up there. So if we can hit one through nine, I'm very happy with that. And coach, who's a guy on your team that you know is maybe a younger guy that's not really known that you think can make a big impact this season? I mean, my my juniors definitely. You guys all know them, of course, with with Jason Myers and and Cohen Rutherford. Um, I'm gonna give Cohen the start tonight. Um, pitching wise, he's he's impressed me just as bad as anybody as I've had so far this this winter. So I'm gonna give him an opportunity to go out there and see what he can do tonight. So I would have to say Cohen Rutherford would be the answer to that one. Uh. What stands out to you about this uh, Light Ridge team here tonight, Coach? I mean, I, I know it's a newer school. I think it's their third or fourth year of existence. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I know they're coming here tonight. They'll be ready to play, just like any other team that we play tonight. And and um, scouting report, I don't have much on them. I do know they have, a, I believe, a commit that's committed to Virginia. So we don't have anybody on our roster committed anywhere D1. So we'll have a, a pretty good challenge here tonight, I believe. And looking forward through your schedule, it seems like you got some a lot of AAA competition within the state on your schedule. Uh, what are some highlights for this year's uh, Musselman-Appleman baseball schedule? Well, we, we're taking a trip out to uh, to Morgantown. We've been playing Willing Park and University and um, and Morgantown on WU still, so I think the kids are pretty excited and pumped up for that. We're also taking a trip out west during our spring break, playing some, some single-A teams out there, so give them an opportunity to see other parts of the state as well, which I'm always excited about doing those types of trips. Coach, we've mentioned how uh, your team has a lot returning, so what are the uh, goals for the season? <laughs> I've talked to the kids last night. It's like, man, everybody needs to have goals, individual goals. What you want to do is, as an individual player, what do you want to achieve every single time you go out? Team goals, what are those goals? I mean, there's no doubt we're trying to compete for sectional championships, and hopefully uh, – put a product out on the field and, and be able to compete with that and get over the top here one of these days. And coach, you talk about baseball on the EPAC. It's very competitive and, you know, you think about all the other teams, but it seems like your team has the most coming back along with uh, Hedgesville and maybe Washington. How do you think that could potentially turn the tides this year compared to the last couple of years where it seems like Martinsburg and Jefferson have been key leaders just based upon who they had coming back? I mean, sure, anytime you lose a uh, senior class is a tough one anybody. But when you talk about EPAC baseball, if, if Martinsburg and Jefferson aren't mentioned in the conversation as being the top dogs of that, uh, something, something's up. So until one of those schools like us can, can knock them off, so Martinsburg and Jefferson are the, the teams to beat around here. I think we'll give everybody an opportunity and a shot. Hopefully we can be there and uh, compete with those guys and be where we want to be at the end of the year. All right, Coach, thanks for the time, and we'll see you tonight. 
Sounds good. Bundle up. Stay warm. <laughs> All right. That was head coach of the Musselman Appleman baseball team, Josh Hartman, and we'll be there at 6 p.m. is first pitch. I had it wrong. I don't know why I was thinking, Nick, it was at 7 p.m. I think that's because that's when a lot of the games are. For some reason, I had 7 p.m., but it is, a fact, a 6 p.m. first pitch, and then it'll be a 5.40 pregame show we'll have for you on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, our first game of the season, which changed from what it originally was as we were supposed to have Martinsburg hosting East Hardy, but East Hardy at the basketball state tournament as a single A team didn't have enough players to uh, fill out their roster for a game today. But, uh, you know, you look at this Musselman Appleman team, we talked about it earlier, and, you know, you kind of get lost the fact that Cohen Rutherford, who played, you know, some meaningful time last year, along with, um, who, who am I blanking on now? Jason Myers, that they're juniors. Right. Yeah. You got Myers as a junior, uh, Rutherford, as you mentioned. Um, I believe Taryn Boyles is maybe a sophomore or junior. I know he's an underclassman. Yeah. So uh, they got a pretty young team still for next year, even. Uh, but they're guys that are obviously, you know, the upperclassmen that are the, or the seniors, I should say, um, is the core of this team. Uh, you know, it's an exciting squad. I think it should be a pretty competitive game tonight. I know Light Ridge. Only won about six games last year, but like Coach said, you know they're a young program, a young school. So, um, you know we'll see how they are able to compete. Usually, there's some good talent in the state of Virginia, so we'll see. Uh, and their basketball team was pretty impressive when they came in and took on Jefferson. So, um, you know, obviously there's some good athletes in that school. Uh, I think it should be though a fun way to start the season. I think overall, EPAC baseball is going to be really it's a toss-up i mean i know musselman has the most coming back but like coach said you know jefferson martinsburg have that traditional programs of being the two top teams uh in the epac so you gotta throw them in the equation and we've seen the development of washington we've seen uh how good hedgesville can be at times so it's going to be an exciting year and it's really i think wide open this year even more so than it was last year because at the end of the day, you still kind of felt like Jefferson or Martinsburg were going to uh, be two of those top teams and uh, come out and, and win the region, um, and it ended up being Jefferson. So uh, I think it should be a, a good season of high school baseball. Yeah, it definitely should be. Going back through the roster uh, for Musselman with their – I was on max preps initially, and they just don't have their grades – uh, it's just crazy to think we saw Cohen Rutherford a lot last year as a sophomore. Um, but uh, another guy that we saw was Kyle Lord out in the outfield. He played a big role towards the end of the season. Taron Bowles as well, the uh, or Boyles, the, the catcher, he played. He's a sophomore this year. Right. I mean, it's just crazy to look at that roster. And Brady Miller's Rutherford on the team. had a no-hitter against Martinsburg going for quite some time yeah. last year in, in one of the games that we did. That I mean, just I, kind of puts into perspective, and you know, I forgot to ask Coach about uh, you know alumni, uh, Sharp at, at Shepherd. That was a big one. But I'm going through the roster. I don't know. He might have a little brother named Tanner that is a freshman this year. So maybe a couple of years from now we'll see big pitcher uh, Tanner Sharp, who related could be related to Trevor Sharp. But uh, you know, just going through the roster, and you know, their team that uh, is going to challenge themselves, as we heard Coach Hartman say, with uh, you know those. Three big AAA schools, Wheeling Park University, Morgantown. I think you got to do that if you want to be the best or one of the best teams in the EPAC. You got to challenge yourself. And uh, if you want to compete on the state level as well, it, 
you see how on the basketball side it's benefited Jefferson to already playing one of the teams that they would face in the state tournament. On the baseball side, it's the same kind of thing. If you haven't seen those teams before from around the state, then you really don't know how good you are on a state level. You may be good on your own area level, uh, and that goes for you know every area. And I know the EPAC is a strong baseball area, but still, you know, you got to be able to compete at a state level as well, and um, that can really be beneficial for you to have those non-conference games across the state. Yeah, it really can in here. Uh, let's take it out to the final break here. We'll be joined on the other side of this break by head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles baseball team and head coach Eric Grove. They get the season going tomorrow. We'll have them Friday. Uh, but thanks to Coach Hartman for coming on and talking to us about the Musselman Appleman, which you'll see tonight on TV 10, talk rated WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube, beginning at 540 with the pregame show. Skinner Law Firm countdown to first pitch at 540 p.m. But uh, when we come back, we'll have head coach Eric Grove of the Muscle or the excuse me Hedgesville Eagles on the other side of this two minute break. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association would like to thank Pine Creek Structures for being a diamond sponsor and City National Bank, Eastern Panhandle Heating and Cooling, DRB Homes, High Point Roofing, and Aspen Home Improvements for being platinum sponsors of the 26th Annual Home Show. The Home Show this year will take place March 25th and 26th at the Martinsburg Roundhouse. For more information, visit www.easternwvhomebuilders.org. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Nick hanging out with you. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We're back now for our final segment. We're now joined on the phone by the head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles, head coach Eric Grove. How are you doing today, Coach Grove? Good. Nice to be with you all. 
Thanks for coming on. Obviously, you were supposed to have opening day today up at Goretti, but that's moved to tomorrow. And then you'll have three days, three games in three days. What are you looking forward to uh, for your first game tomorrow and then the first EPAC game on Friday? I think it's a good set for us. A little different things each day. And uh, happy to really not be in the weather today, even though we're going to practice outside. This was a mutual decision. And uh, be good because it's like playing a three-game set. I know it's three different teams, but get to go on the road, get to go at home, get to have some good environments. And I think we're going to face a lot of talent. So uh be a really good test. Just give us a three-game set, see where we're at. It doesn't really define our season, but it'll give us a good uh, – justification for what we need to do next because it's a long short kind of season we play a lot of games in a short period of time so be a good stepping stone for us coach your team returns uh, quite a bit from last season um last season was kind of an up and down year not quite what you uh, wanted to have at hedgesville uh, but with having so much returning do you have high expectations i'm sure this season Oh, we do. And uh, I think last year we, uh, relative to what the hand we were dealt, we were ended up winning the season pretty proud, but there's no consolations for not winning some form of championship. And that's what we want to work towards this year. Um, these kids are motivated. They've Most of them have worked hard, and I think they're excited for the journey. And it's a little different schedule than we've had. And uh, – I think they're ready to go. I mean, these practices have been sort of spotty because of the weather, and we've had basketball players out and a few other things going on. But uh, I think we're ready to go. And uh, even though I'm I'm hoping we put our best foot forward the next three days, we've started hot the last few years and really didn't finish the year the way we like. So maybe we're going to try something a little different this year. And coach, you uh, you talk about the players there. We were going over the roster earlier, and you know I feel like when I look down, I look at a lot of players that we saw play on your team last year, return this year, whether they're juniors or seniors this season. Um, how's that uh, kind of go into the way the leadership is with the players on your team? It seems like a lot of seniors this year, uh, and they obviously they're taking on that senior leadership role. Yeah, this is the first year I think we haven't had a freshman up from the beginning of the year. It's not really have not really as a result of who they are, just how many kids returned and the size difference really matters. And, uh, I mean, as far as leadership, I think they all have a different uh, sense of leadership after having to kind of do it on the fly last year because they, a lot of them left a rally bub to be the guy, and then he was gone for a good portion of the year. So it's really that team, minus him and Hayden Kimball again, and – uh, even though there wasn't a lot of change, I think a lot of them got a little bigger, a little stronger, and realized this is their last go-around, so they need to make the most of it, and I think they're excited to do that. Could you mention having some guys uh, that were on the basketball team, one guy that's a three-sport athlete that we've seen uh, do great in all three sports is Jackson Ruest. Uh, he returns. Um, how, how how does, though, I mean, you have a few different guys that are on the team, so how does uh i guess how important is this early part of the year to get those guys uh ready and back into baseball shape and, and performance especially for guys that pitch like jackson sure well, i mean i'm uh, they've had to do some throwing on their own they've done some with us and they've got their practices in not not maybe up to what they would like but 
we're, I'm not going to say ease them in, but they've got a ways to go still to get ready to play. And I know Jackson's ready to go right now, no doubt, because he's just that type of kid. And uh, we'll we'll see where he fits in, which is will no doubt be probably at least next week or soon after that. But I'm excited to get him back and excited to get Noah and Landon back, a couple up-and-comers. Noah, Noah got to play a lot last year and it performed excellent as a, as a freshman and I, I told these guys, you know, I, I obviously love to have you back, and Coach Church and I have a good relationship, but I wanted them to last down there all week, and I'm sorry it didn't happen, and now we'll get them back and hopefully be able to get them on the same page with everybody else uh, sooner than later. Coach, we talked about kind of all the returners to your team. Uh, obviously, there's going to be players that take steps from one year to another. Who do you think is going to be the biggest guy on your team to take a step from where he was last year to where he's going to be this year? Well, I, I envision Ian Wolf starting a game for us the next couple of days uh, on the mound. And, and I always pick three or four kids that aren't seniors to say, look, if these, if two of these four play well, throughout the year will end the year the where we want to. And honestly, the the last two years when we had, when I've picked a couple kids out and we talked about it as coaches and didn't feel like their performance was what we needed, we didn't end the season the way we wanted to. But then uh, the years before that where we were successful and had deep runs in the tournament, we got that production. I think that uh, all my I have four juniors, uh, all of which need to contribute, that'd be uh, Lane, Owen, uh, Ian and Connor Quinn, and I've got a lot of sophomores that can play. I've got there's a ton of sophomores that are really in kind of a glob that I don't know where they fit in yet, uh, and are pretty talented. So this is then they're going to push these seniors. We got seven of them. They, uh, I thought some of them might pass them over the off season, and really our seniors have had a good last month. They've shown that they're ready to go and. Most of them are going to get the first call, but we've got some waiting in the wings that are, and some of them aren't even going to start the year on varsity, but could be potentially ready to step up if we need to and be a fluent situation. Hopefully it's it's a good problem to have. You can only play nine or ten, but uh, we're looking forward to this group. We've got a big, a big group. Uh, we've got more on JV than we usually do, and um, it's been competitive practices. Could you uh, mention some changes to your schedule? What are some those big changes from uh, last season to this season? I added some good games against Loudoun County, um, and and we're uh, we're getting Petersburg back this year, which I know they're. I like to play those guys. I have a great relationship with their coaches, and um, I have a few new Saturday opponents we're going to play. We got Williamsport back. I was happy about that. Uh, try. I've got Clear Spring, and we're not really going stretching the state going west, but we're going a uh, few new places around our area. That uh, and and we didn't play Garetti last year either, and uh, that will no doubt be a challenge tomorrow. I'm already expecting that to potentially be as good of a team as we'll play all year long. Uh, they got some real high end talent, and we're gonna hopefully. My goal with them is, you know, we're going to face somebody really good opening day. Um, my understanding, it sounds like this kid's a Virginia Tech commit that's only a sophomore or something. Good for him. And we're going to see what we got there. And then hopefully we'll be facing somebody like that at the end of the year in Power Park. And we can start it the way we finish it. But we got a lot of work to do in between. 
One team you didn't mention, which I see on your schedule, Cabell Midland. They made a run last year at the state tournament. How do you think adding teams, Greenbrier East, Cabell Midland, uh, teams that are you know obviously in AAA in the state that go far within their region and into the states, how do you think that's going to help your team this year? Corey does awesome work for me. That's Greenbrier East's coach. I try and get uh, him to get me a third game down there. A couple years ago, Spring Valley, and Thomas Budka threw a no-hitter against them. And, uh, but this year we got Cabell. And they're going to be strong, and that's I always love going to go with those guys. And we've had a great working relationship with them, where they come up and for doubleheader, three games, and then we go down there. And it's our year to go down there. It's a good trip the kids enjoy, and that, that'll be, I guess, our cross the state trip we're going to make. We didn't get in with the Morgantowns and the Bridgeports this year. We kind of switched it up, but just building relationships with other coaches and. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to schedule in the Panhandle, but we try. We don't want to just play a bunch of fluff. We try and go play some good teams and some new opponents. I don't really know a lot about, but I'll be studying them over the next month or so. And uh, coach, you mentioned obviously a tough season opener and then a tough EPAC opener. Same opponent that you started the year with last year with Martinsburg with this early season uh, EPAC game. Um, and overall, it looks like the EPAC is going to be competitive like it is every year. So what are your thoughts, I guess, on the uh, conference this season? Oh, I think it's going to be a, a tough conference. And every game, you know, we know each other so well, and there's there's really no days off for any of them. And I know that you know, the attendance is higher, and uh, it's, it's really what you play for. I mean, you, we play so many games, they kind of – uh, blend in but we're excited for all those games and i expect a lot of good competition from everybody and uh talk to a lot of the coaches and you know i think one of the i get along with most of them and we we talk about you know realistic expectations as a group and we show up and play and you know we we try to just tune out all the noise about how important the games are and just go out and put our best foot forward coach last question here um Obviously, we talked to you in the summer after uh, Chase DeLauter got drafted, but Kyle West making some moves in college. How does it feel to uh, have guys that your players can look up to that went through what they did at Hedgesville and, and seeing where they are now? No, I'm so proud of all those guys. And Kyle's had a great, great uh, start here. I know his opening weekend wasn't what he wanted, and I feel like I was one of the per- first people we texted. And I said, but I can't help you with this. You're – you're above my pay grade now, but we need to get back to the basics and get you to enjoy the game. And he's shot off like a rocket. And uh, Chase is looking to get going soon. I've got a couple other ones. I got Josh Russ playing, Aiden Milton's playing, J.R. Luttrell's playing. And that's usually one thing that I tell our kids is like, look, it's it's here for you if you're wanting to take it. And I'm hoping some of these new kids are ready to take it. And uh, because you know we we have great examples the kid they those same guys come back and see us and you know it's i like when all of our past players come back and visit us and when those guys come in they talk baseball they're still in the game and uh, i know kyle's helped a few kids and talked to them and it's, it's invaluable really just how important they are to our success then and now and you know i always think it's a there's your chance to see what Hedgesville baseball is about and they're carrying our banner so well i'm proud of all of them coach grove thanks for the time best of luck tomorrow we'll see you friday all right thank you sir
That was head coach Eric Grove for the Hedgesville Eagles. They are ready tomorrow to open the season, then Martinsburg on Friday, and then they'll have a game on Saturday as they take on Frankfurt away. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix and uh, three great interviews today, Nick. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Friday's going to be fun as well. Yeah. Just about Martinsburg. And uh, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Jefferson head coach Richard Lewis for coming on as they get ready to take on Park South in the semifinal of the state basketball tournament on Friday at 11-15. Thanks to Musselman head coach, baseball head coach Josh Hartman for coming on and head coach of the Eagles, Hedgesville Eagles baseball team, Eric Grove. That'll do it for us today. Tonight, you can tune in to EPAC Baseball. Musselman takes on Light Ridge out of Virginia, 5.40 p.m. The pregame pit first pitch at 6 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. For Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you again later. 106.5 FM and 7:40 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg, Shepherdstown, Charlestown.